I <clears throat> recently installed a bidet. Clean your ass, turn around, wash your hands, wash your face, multi-purpose. No, you do not wash your face. <laughs> you do not clean your hands. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 139. And we are more than just trailers. We are more. (laughs) We're more than just a podcast. How are you tonight, Daniel and Amanda? we're, We're great, Nathan. We're coming in real low energy. That's good. Oh, sorry. Let's try again from the top. Yeah. Do you have a bunch of like slide whistles? And, uh, <laughs> hey, welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. Episode 139. Hey, intern, what's going on, buddy? I'm more than just excited. Oh, good. Because last episode, you were a fuddy-duddy nightmare of a human being. Well, this episode, I plan to shard all over the place. Oh, good. See, last episode, in case uh, Cool Billion doesn't know, they clearly do because they're the Cool Billion. But if they didn't know, this is what I would tell them. I would say, Billion, <clears throat> last time, the folks down at Sadzak had a lot of buzz. Okay, There was a lot of partying. There was a huge, huge impact. Uh, from the lineup last time. They were exclaiming about how great the lineup was going to be. It could have been one of the best of all time. And this gentleman, the intern, he came in and he just... A shat all over it. That's right. Yeah. Being real less than. We need some more than. Yeah. Yeah. So my energy's low tonight because I'm a little... I'm feeling a little defeated. The folks down at Sad Sack Studios this time, you know what? There, there was an intern that fainted when she saw the lineup. That's how good it is. But do you think that he cares? Do you think that any of you fucking care? Oh, my God. I'm so glad that, we, that it went that direction. I thought that you were going to say for the first time that this was not the greatest lineup. Oh, what a dark turn that would be. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then something horrifying maybe even like, in fact, we only have four trailers tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure all of you would be like, oh, darn. Well, I mean, Nathan and I had a conversation earlier in this week. He's basically giving me like, my you know end of year review and essentially it feels like i'm on probation and he's considering firing me so this show is is kind of shaky right now it's on its last leg but this is it this is the turnaround you know, I don't know. after defeat i have no idea success. what she's talking about this is a planned exit this is disinformation right here <laughs> i have always had a hand in the lineup and this week i had no hand <laughs> My hand right behind my back. Okay, this is about implied <laughs> implied communication from the actions of the producer and the production team down at Sat You're busy. You've got a family. He's sandbagging me. Okay. You've got a family. You're taking care of Ding Dong. <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> okay. Sounds like mansplaining. <laughs> All right. Gaslighting, for sure. <laughs> okay. I'm going to live my truth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who care, 139 is a Chen Prime, smallest prime before a prime gap of length 10, 
smallest factor of uh, 64079, which is the smallest Lucas number with prime index, which is not prime. It is also the smallest factor of the first nine terms of the Euclid-Mullen sequence, making it the tenth term. Ugh. All of that doesn't matter. The numerology oh. energy represented by number 139 is focused and gets things done. So here we go. So, yeah, I watched three movies. I don't know about you guys that I want to talk about three different movies. Uh, can I catch my breath for a second? I feel like we were just like, had my like <laughs> legs swiped from under me. I was ready for seven or eight minutes of solid riffing on the number 139. <laughs> and we just boom right into what we watched. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, something's happening. Something's happening. What did you watch, Nathan? Scream in the theaters. <gasps> <gasps> did you scream? Uh, Did you cream? No. For the first half of the movie, there was something wrong with the uh, ventilation in the theater, and it just kept getting warmer and warmer. <laughs> oh, no. But it was really cold outside, so it was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Oh, it's getting a little hot. Oh, starting to sweat a little bit. I better take off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Stuffy just, in here. Yeah, oh, yeah, just like slowly incline, And then it kind of leveled off, and they fixed it, <clears throat> which is good. <laughs> Have you guys seen Scream yet? Nope. No. Well, then I don't want to ruin it. And I'm not a screen aficionado, but I will say that I have seen most of the screams. And I feel like it was a decent entry. I feel like they had a lot of fun. And I mean, the sister relationship is a slog. But outside of that, I think it's like a classic scream film, if you can call it a classic scream film. Is that, does it have its own genre at this point? Yeah. I think it does. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So it's a little bit more. They already greenlit Scream 6. So. Here we so go. less of a gap than between this and the last. Oh, yeah. I'll make another comment, too. Uh, Courtney Cox. <sighs> I don't know. It's got that, you know, that plastic surgery thing that people do. It's it's just sad to see someone like, you know, you grew up watching Friends, Courtney Cox. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing to your face? Something's going on. You're fucking with it. Stop <clears> fucking <throat> with it. You're just going to make it worse. Just stop it, please. Yeah, they pull it too tight, the cheeks get too high, and then they go for that lip thing where they lose that little indentation in the middle of their upper lip and they just get these two fat worms on their face. Thank you, Daniel. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. And it defeats the purpose, right? Because when you see it, you don't think, oh, wow, you look younger. You think, oh, wow, older woman hiding something. And Nev Campbell in the trailer, I remember all of us going like, oh, wow, she looks great. Well, yeah, she does. But she also does look her age as well. Like when you see her in the movie, you see her from different angles. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, she does look her age. But you put her next to Courtney Cox and you're like, whoa, she just didn't fuck with herself. So she looks great. And yeah. Courtney looks <clears throat> inhuman or starting to. And it bothers me. So there you have it. Yeah. And they're out there. They're the ones that go natural and, they're, and, and they look all the better for it. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's uh, one that comes to mind? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Helen Marin. Oh, mm-hmm. another one. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Goldie Hawn. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Goldie Hawn is still a fox, though. She's a sweetheart. Okay. No. Uh, no, she's no, not a fox. Don't know if she's a sweetheart. She fucked up her face. Uh, she's 
married to Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kudos to Kurt. She's a sweetheart. Kurt could have like, see, this is a, this is a thing. I'm going to bring up my mother now. Um, <laughs> my, my mother has this like old school mentality and any man that does anything immoral is like cut off his dick and get him out of here. So yeah, like one strike. Like, uh, I was like, they visited the other night and she was like, Oh, I don't like Harrison Ford. I brought up some movie with Harrison Ford in it. Oh, I don't like him. What? Why don't you like Harrison Ford? Oh, well, uh, Carrie Fisher, princess Leia. She, um, she said they revealed, uh, that he was, uh, chasing after her on the set, trying to have sex with her. And he was married. So he's a dude. <laughs> I was like, oh. He was being a guy in the seventies. <clears throat> I was like, well, that's why he was such a good scoundrel in the movies because he was a scoundrel, right? That didn't help. Just uh, just being a guy at in any time time frame. Anyone who just any any star that cheats on their wife or divorces their wife after they become famous, cut off their dick, they're dead. So Kurt Russell is an example of a guy that uh, in Hollywood that she would probably not she'd probably be okay with Kurt. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hugh Jackman's another one. You know, the the Russells and the Hans have orgies all the time. Okay. They deserve, you know? they deserve it. Yeah. Let them orgy. All I'm saying is that Kurt Russell is my Hollywood father, so I'll not have him besmirched in any way. <laughs> or his wife. That's right. I well, I guess I have to apologize then. I'm sorry for besmirching Kurt Russell's wife. No, but she she probably did fuck up her face. She probably did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She probably made those mistakes, yeah. I'm oh, right, saying right. she got small boobs. She never did anything with those. And uh, did she not? And she's been married to Kurt forever. Right? She doesn't yeah. have small boobs, <laughs> doesn't she? Yeah. No, I'm thinking First Wives yeah. Club. Those are big boobies. Um, Her daughter definitely doesn't have big boobs. No, Kate Hudson has flat boobies, yeah. and they're cute. But no, Goldie maybe, maybe that's what Daniel's thinking about. So scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else is there to say? You want me to reveal who the killer is? No. I it's do like when, when we went to go watch it. Oh, thanks, intern. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. When we went to go watch it, we looked at the poster outside the movie theater. And I do love some of the stuff that Scream does because the poster they had outside was the one with the entire cast on it. And it said, the killer is on this poster. Right. Which is total Scream. That's what Scream is. <clears throat> so, I mean, David Arquette, he was entertaining. David Arquette was the killer? No. He was, oh, he was entertaining. Geez. Oh, I guess I eliminated a candidate for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, Arcade was one of the best parts of Scream. Yeah, well, I got some... Do you want me to reveal things, or you just want me to shut up? Probably keep it slim. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Well, then I'm not Amanda's say super into, into Scream. Yeah, well, let's just let you guys watch it, and then we can have a bigger conversation <laughs> down the road. I'm telling you that I enjoyed it, and I don't really like Scream movies that much. So that should tell you that you'll probably like it, right? Right. Yeah, okay. Talk to me about something now. That's how a round table works. God. Do you want me to do like burden movies or is that like a separate segment? Oh, we can go into burden if you want. But if we're doing that, then I'll talk about the other two movies really quickly. Well, let's okay. Well, let's, let's, let's just, just hold let's keep a round table then. Yeah. We watched Death on the Nile. Yep. Oh, yeah. You guys did. Yeah. And I just wasn't that interested because I didn't like the first one that much. Yeah. I've been kind of weird with these because I, I, I love the original two movies both of them very much and then i didn't really feel compelled to watch the re- the remake of the of the orient express 
And I wasn't sure if I was sold on the actor playing Poirot, and he also directed it, and I don't know. Some of the characters seemed off, so I never actually watched it. But Death on the Nile is like super cinematic in comparison, so I thought it would be more interesting, even if it flopped, kind of. So we went to go see it, and it's 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 quite good, but it also, I think, is missing something critical about the, that makes it like an Agatha Christie movie, because... I don't know. I remember so many sweeping, beautiful shots of Egypt and then some jarringly fake, beautiful shots of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then all this <laughs> cast is having a ton of fun, but half of them are terrible actors and half of them are great and having a good time. And the writing is spot on sometimes. And I think I am sold on on, on what's the actor that plays? Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold on him. I think he settles into it better uh, now. But then some of the like mystery elements that's so fun to get caught up in is is overlooked, even though it's very long. Yeah. I know I know what's missing. Hmm. Execution. Yeah, I, I guess it does come down to execution in the end. I think it. Yes. But I also think it has to do with the script. There's something missing about the other characters interaction well, or lack thereof with each other. Because I never really got the feeling that, you know, you you have your little cast of characters, your potential suspects, and none of them are getting paranoid or suspecting each other. None of, none of them seem to really care. They're just sort of waiting for Hercule to figure it out. Yeah, waiting for their little, like, vignette where they get to have yeah. the camera focus on them for a while. Hmm. Yeah, and that's something that's in the original Death of the Nile is that it's a huge cast, and it, it does have that sort of same vibe where everyone gets their turn. But in the lead up to the death that, you know, causes the investigation and lead up to that, you're getting all these like sneaky, shady insights into different people as they're coming onto the boat and as they're visiting different places and and having dinner together. So everyone seems suspicious before anything happens. And then after it happens, you're like, oh, crap, it could be anybody. You get drawn in really quick. Like and in this, it just kind of just like meanders a lot. Yeah. But then there are all of a sudden like these huge sweeping shots of pyramids and they're like original early 1900s state. And you're drawn in with these beautiful, calm black waters of the Nile and everything looks so gorgeous. And then back to Godot and an army oh. <laughs> like trying to out bad act each other. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when my parents were here the other night, they had come from watching Death of the, of the Nile. Yeah. And would you like to know the parental feedback on Death of the Nile? Hmm. Well, I heard Brenna was chasing that doe around on set and he's <laughs> married. <laughs> no. No, this is the feedback. You're going to love this. Um, well, they they sure do put a lot of effort into being inclusive. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> did they? I don't think they did. <laughs> I'm not even sure that they did. <laughs> well, I was like, well... Because Godot is what Greek or Israeli? She's Israeli. Uh, and then there's like the lounge singer who is who's, who's black. But that's appropriate for the time. Yeah. And then her like manager guy was Indian, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It was. A, it was a whole you thing. Can't make a, was, yeah. a Hollywood movie anymore, unless you have percentages of uh, people and. And cast in every department. That's fair. Uh, 
that's fair. That but, represent. But I ended up in this big conversation about like, what do you mean of the time? It's a fictional book, right? So they could swing any way they want. And we looked up the cast of the original movie, like looked at, zoomed in. I was like, oh, there, see, there's an Indian guy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think it was out of place for an Indian guy. No, like, they they had sultans. Yeah, to to be like involved in that sort of high end like transportation business, like that seemed totally appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, that that not that was a zero concern. It was more just like wh- where we go. Okay, this movie's long. <laughs> Gal Gadot really is not a good actress. Yeah, she's really not. A good yeah, actress. She's really bad. Um, the only thing that made it good was that her and army or what's his name army hammer i think so yeah army hammer can't be in that he's been canceled oh he's in it well maybe it's because he plays a schmuck i don't know well maybe they already made it before he got canceled yeah i think it was made before he got canceled and the the two of them are supposed to play like kind of dummy schmucks so it's the way it works sometimes their bad acting works in their favor but like it's just funny they probably only hired uh, women that wanted to get eaten by him. You know? Yes, we understand. He likes sex and eating people, right? That's the thing. They oh, were like, like you can be in this Agatha Christie movie only if Army can eat your spleen. Gross. Okay, you're hired. No? I'm trying to find um, him in the cast. Oh, there he is. Oh, weird. IMDb took him out of the main cast list on the main page. Of course they did. I don't even, I can't even keep track. I don't even know what he did. I don't know or why. Nor do I really care even. I don't really want, yeah, we don't need to get into it. No, we don't. <clears throat> we need to talk about pain and gain. No, we don't. I watched that, gain. that Michael Bay directed movie. Oh, oh right. We're getting ready for ambulance. With uh, Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Where they're just like beefcakes working out all the time and being criminals. <laughs> it's so bad. Have you guys watched it? No, but I remember when it came out. Okay. Well, it's I'm gonna be burdening it to Daniel at some point. <laughs> <laughs> at some point. Just because I gotta tell you, if you just have fun with it, if you just sit back and have fun with it, it's based on a true story. These guys are real and they just like when when they go to do something intense, they're just like, right, I need I need to go get pumped up. And they just say, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pumped up. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And they're just, yeah. Uh, and Wahlberg's actually casted pretty well for it because he's got that like vacant, I'm stupid look that he can sometimes give you. And uh, when he's like beefcake and playing a stupid guy, it works really well. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be in like yoked, uh, yoked out, like a. Uh... Like like in uh, Boogie Nights, when he's all coked up, yeah. you know, towards yeah. toward the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought about Boogie Nights a couple times while I was watching it. And I also want to make a comment about Michael Bay. I've decided I think there could be a possibility that he's just like he has this need to swing the camera. He wants to swing wide and fly around his subjects. <laughs> and when he doesn't get to do that, when he has to hold the camera steady, it shakes because he wants. It it wants to swing. It wants to go. Mm -hmm. And he's holding it back and it's shaking. That's what I think is happening. It's bolted down every once in a while. He forgets and just jerks the camera. Yeah. So the next time you're watching a Michael Bay movie, I want all of you to just picture like the reason why it has shaky cam is because it wants to fly. It wants to swing around and soar around its subjects. Because that's all his movies do. 
they either swing around, the camera is either swinging around in circles, making you dizzy and wanting to puke. And if it's not doing that, then it's shaking and making you want to puke. Essentially, you just want to puke. Hating game. Uh, horrible. <laughs> so the other day I was uh, on Disney Plus, and they said that uh, uh, Pam and Tommy was supposed to be out on Disney Plus in Canada. And I went there and nothing's showing up. And I found out that uh, when I was setting it up, I, uh, I set it up for 14 plus on the rating system. And you mm-hmm. can go to uh, <laughs> NC-17. You're talking so about, you're talking about like, that, a, like a search filter? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it, it made me do a parental guidance. Uh, yeah, you had like but all that showed up was so. PG to 14 plus. Oh, my God. And I didn't realize you could scroll down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you sound like you need I to go work that. out. You sound like you need to go get pumped up. And uh, <laughs> the benefit of changing Disney Plus to the 18A is that I, I watched Con Air. Yeah. And uh, classic. And it was fabulous. It is. It's so great. It wasn't your first time with it, was it? No, I've seen it like a hundred times. Okay, good. A hundred times. Yeah. A hundred. Like Con, Con Air and The Rock were on repeat uh, on VHS. Like I'm pretty sure that I wore out VHS tape watching. What? And face off. Yeah. And you and you sit in the back when we get wet over Nicolas Cage and don't say anything about this history you have. <laughs> well, yeah, and just all of the bad movies that we get excited about. You're like, meh, meh, meh. I only want to watch high quality film. Hi, brow. If it doesn't have subtitles, I'm not interested. Con Air is like a perfect example of a terrible, great movie. (laughs) Yeah. It is a negative three, if there ever was one. Yeah. I've spent uh, the first large portion of my movie-watching life watching action movies. So I've seen a lot of action movies up to the late, late 90s. So that that's your bread and butter. That's how I come into your world with bad movie, you know, appreciation. We come in from the action angle. Yeah, like uh, probably eighty four to to ninety six. Oh yeah, we can do I've, it. Yeah. I've seen most of those. Miami Connection, Dangerous Men. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I had a fun time watching that. That's it. That's the only thing I've I've done. I've been watching TV. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of TV too. I just have one more movie thing. Uh, I watched Malignant oh, finally. I read your review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I just like I just want to talk about it for a second because I'm I'm so thrown by it because this is a director that's done a lot of movies now. He's done a lot of horror movies, especially. So he's he he should have that down. And watching it, you get that. I was trying to explain this to Amanda before, and it's difficult to explain. It's like when you're as a, as a director, you become comfortable with certain like patterns that you do. So you just give them, you stop, you don't give them much attention because they're kind of like on autopilot. But if, at some point you stop giving them attention at all. And all of a sudden you just like lose control of the element that you once had down. I feel like that's what happened in Malignant. Like the, this, all the, all the tropes that he usually does are there. Like, oh, dark story. Uh, there's a killer that's got like a weird angle on it. And there's a down on his luck detective with like a quippy partner. Like that's his 
mo and that's how this movie usually go down saw is like that uh and then this movie just just it, there's nothing like, like it looks like it a first time director maybe even like a college film project the first hour of this film so like mailed it in meeting a contractual obligation totally but worse than mailed it in doesn't it doesn't just come across as lazy it come across as like how this is like this is like an amateur like didn't understand certain elements of making a movie because like the lighting is all wrong it looks completely off and then the detective characters just pop in the movie like 20 minutes in with zero backstory but you can tell by the way the camera lingers and some of their dialogue that you're supposed to be like oh here's my detectives that i'm so involved with and they're so funny and but you just like who the fuck are these people who are these people and then by the time the twist happens when the twist is super fun and that's when the movie becomes like a good bad movie up until then it's just it's really just a bad bad movie like bad in ways that you are kind of shocked from a director that's been running around getting to do installments in billion dollar franchises how'd the uh, main actress do uh she's she's okay she's in she's in uh, Peaky Blinders. I like her in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, she's okay. She's got like a, a kind of a look to her, but it also could be like something with her haircut or it's a bad wig or something that could be the allure. Either way, the 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 twist and I it, yeah, I'm reluctant to give it away uh is hilarious and it plays out visually as hilarious as you would expect if you knew what the twist was. Well, I'm I'm okay with you revealing it. <clears throat> yeah. Personally. Uh it's a woman is like you know, she had like blacks out and she has these visions and she she thinks that you she thinks and the movie makes you think the whole time that you're she has some sort of like thing where she can see inside of the killer's mind while the killer is killing people. And then the movie kind of makes you think that maybe it's her with like a split personality. And that's why she looks like she's seeing through the killer's eyes. But it turns out that she's actually got her twin parasite. She never fully absorbed it. And it lives inside of the back of her skull, like Voldemort in Harry Potter. And, it, and, it, and her skull literally opens up and a fucked up face comes out of it. And then her limbs bend the opposite direction and it takes over her body and, 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 and works it backwards. That's great. Oh my and God. so when it's running around killing people. It's like in that awkward, like knees bent the wrong way, elbows bent the wrong way look. And then it's this fucked up face coming out of the back of her skull while her pretty actress face is like on the front of it, just getting slung around. So wait a minute. So when she like sees what the killer is seeing, it does it from the point of view of like this crab walking. Because sort of, <laughs> you know, they can't like fully be consistent with it because there's just certain ways that you can't have like an actor like pull shit off. But like, it's all meant to be like, look like it's backwards and it comes across as very awkward visually. So that that effect comes is, you know, I guess that's the one highlight is that that effect that they do is can't be and ridiculous as it is, is cool, I guess. But it's just so shocking and like insane that you're like, oh, oh, we're doing that. OK, <laughs> all right. At least that part's fun. So all the uh, highbrow movie review people that I pay attention to on the the Twitter world, they are all trying to push Malignant winning the Oscar for fan favorite Mm -hmm. film. And now I know why. Yeah. As a big fucking joke. Uh, But also after it was over, it was like, well, you know, Color Out of Space did this better. (laughs) Like this shock, this sort of like, oh, they're fused together, you know, like... But, oh, that was that was great. 
Yeah, but for, for, but everything for, about Color Out of Space was great, though. But if you do watch Malignant, just watch the first half and just think, man, professional made this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you're the you guys are the ones that liked Aquaman, so yeah, because it's because it's fun and campy and stupid. Yeah, it's the same guy. That's why this the last half of this is fun and campy and stupid. Okay, oh. uh, I just need to shit on a movie really quick. <clears throat> the Power of the Slog. Oh yeah. AKA yeah. the power of the dog. I don't understand um, what this 12 Cumberbatch one. Yeah. 12 Academy Awards nominations. I just don't get it. I don't get it. it why should these have been a, boring, a short. These boring movies get all this attention and people like, I'm just so tired of that. I'm so tired of shit, boring movies, getting a bunch of acclaim and ugh, it just drives me nuts. <clears throat> yeah. Like, Tinker Taylor soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Uh, the best representation of that movie that I've tried to watch like six times. If I've never made it to the end. Get through it, I mean. Yeah, that's fucked up. It is. It's just a lot of Gary Oldman in the mustache staring at stuff, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, the easiest way to fall asleep is to put that movie on. <laughs> I like when I when I really think a movie is garbage i like going to rotten tomatoes and just clicking on the rotten reviews to see how people have articulated this <laughs> and this one guy kyle smith from the national review for power of the dog i love it he said unnecessary ponderousness dressed up with lots of period detail oscar voters often confuse failing to get to the point with importance especially if the movie looks pretty yeah Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with movies that look pretty. Yeah, but I'm it's not, not that I'm not pretty. saying I'm not saying that this is a good movie because it's not. But well, the cinematography is the best thing about the movie and the prettiness of it. We're talking about yeah. like dirt hills in New Zealand. <laughs> How so pretty I, can it be? I haven't got a question for you. When he pointed out the dog did you see it? I don't know. What was its power? You guys want? Oh, you want to ruin this? <laughs> was it a gay dog? <laughs> there was no dog. Okay, so in the in the uh, preview, you see that lanky, weird-looking kid, and you, you're thinking like, "Oh, Cumberbatch is gonna fucking get gay on him. He's gonna fuck that kid." Huh? <gasps> but if you don't care about me ruining this movie, oh, he fucks the kid. No, the twist is that the kid is more uh, darker than he is, and he uh, oh, the flips, kid's the rapey one flips the script on him. No, he uh, kind of helps helps Cumberbatch accidentally kill himself because mm-hmm. he's abusive. Cumberbatch is abusive to everybody, and he just the kid uh, doesn't want him to continue uh, being a dickhead to his mom. Mm-hmm. So he just. Subtly takes him out, but you can see it coming. They plant oh, yeah. it. They, they plant it, and you can see it coming, like halfway through the movie. And then you read some of the good reviews of the movie, and they're like, "Oh wow, the twist! Oh my god!" That oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay attention, it it happens like right away. Yeah, like you you know it's gonna happen. Like six hours to get to the end. I know we're just in a general dry spell with movies because of 
COVID, blah, 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 backlog. Except explodes. for the ones on the lineup, of course. <laughs> except, for the, except for the ones that are about to come out. Um, but, uh, and I know this is a, this is a movie podcast, but I just, for me right now, TV is where it's at. I feel like they're doing more impressive, artistic, moving, compelling shit on TV right now. Such that like movies have by and large lost their luster for me. Like, I don't know. We just finished Peacemaker. That show is fucking awesome. Yeah. Everybody should watch it. John Cena crushes the whole cat. It's so funny. It's so dark. It's violent. It's fucking great. Um, Euphoria is blowing my mind. It's so over the top and ridiculous. And these cannot be real teenagers, but it's so good that I can't wait. For it to come out every week, yeah. so you know the, uh, the the tweeters are freaking out about Euphoria. Zendaya, man, I think she might be the best young actress alive right now. She's very good in the show. It's a very I... dark and depressing show. Peacemaker is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, S- straight like I. You worry that it might not be like carry on that Suicide Squad vibe, but it, it captures it and extends it and it makes it its own. It's very. It's very uh, so shockingly well done. And then there was one more. There's one more show, right? What? What's that one with the chick with the freckles? With the, oh, that show's been out for a while. We had just never seen it, but we started Search Party, which I think was originally on TBS. And then after a couple seasons, HBO picked it up or somebody. Anyway, it's, it's fucking weird. It's got a weird ass, like dark comedy tone. And it's been a good time, too. Yeah, TV is where it's at. It's a shame it took the intern, what, <laughs> five years? I've been I've been watching or rewatching the BBC Sherlock, Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. and uh, and Barry. I just restarted watching Barry. Barry. Well, why don't you uh, start watching shows you haven't seen before? No. No. Okay. I'm watching Dope Sick right now. Oh, how's Dope that? Dope Sick. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. I can tell it's one of these movies or one of these shows where you're just like, anyone who watches the show and says they like it cannot also be trusting of any government agency at all. And if they are, they're a hypocrite. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, people. <clears throat> Let's talk burden list. Let's do it. I think Amanda knocked off quite a few here. So we're about to get like mass burdening to everybody. I did. I knocked, well, I knocked out three. I had hoped to finish it out, but I lost steam and I only did three. I started with, what did I watch first? The game. Ooh, Ooh, the game. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Um, It definitely has that that 90s feel that I just miss so much. Um, The like double twist at the end did really throw me. I was quite shocked. Um, I feel like anybody could watch the game. And if they cross their arms like a fuddy-duddy, the end would still get them. Yeah. Because even if you haven't bought in by then, you're like, nope, yep, nope, yep, nope, yep. And then he jumps off the building and you're like, oh, fuck. I was (laughs) wrong. I was so wrong. And then, poosh, you're like, oh, you motherfucker. You fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Sean Penn is so bizarre in it. Yeah. Um, that was initially supposed really, to be Jodie. Really scream acting. Really scream acting. <laughs> that was initially supposed to be Jodie Foster. And uh, they just kept the name as Connie and changed it to Conrad. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. 
my only minor criticism of the movie would be that like I didn't really I never liked Michael Douglas so like I didn't really care that his life was turning to shit yeah that's (laughs) fair fair criticism so um and then at the (laughs) then you know twist twist oh my brother I didn't kill my brother (laughs) (laughs) the fact that he's like happy I'm sorry like if that happened to you if you literally just (laughs) tried to kill yourself you wouldn't be like, oh, great. I'm happy to hang out at this party now. Right. No, you'd be like, I need a fucking minute. I am not going to stay here right now. I got to go. Yeah. Great yeah. joke, Connie. Right. Like, and, and that's after like five full minutes in front of an entire crowd of people. If you just be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's while you're sobbing. <laughs> and also how embarrassing you've also, you've, you've, made me go through this whole experience yeah but like you've embarrassed me in front of everybody i know because essentially you've said my brother was such an asshole that i had to make him kill himself like, happy birthday like our father <laughs> yeah you know amanda i think you should get a little bit closer to the mic oh sorry that's okay i just okay. wanted to say that there's lots of fun stuff at the end of that movie just the atmosphere of the party um just little snippets that they do like the one guy's like, if you didn't jump, I was supposed to throw you off. <laughs> yeah. 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 That guy, that James Rebhorn guy, he died not that long ago. He's great. The the tall, bald guy. Yeah. And where he like confronts oh, he's, he's him. Dead? He he can yeah, he just died that not that long ago. But he confronts him at the zoo with the gun and he's there with his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like why do they stop it? Why do they always do that? Like, what are they doing? He's like talking to his kids. It's great. <laughs> like they own the whole building. They just move from floor to floor. Like, stop it. Stop. Why do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's just some, like Fincher's always got great detail. Like even if you don't care about the content of the movie, everything is very detailed. And there's a lot of, uh, every, every scene has been probably like way too many takes and, they have like the best take possible so <sighs> yeah it was it was a good time for sure um then i watched then i watched training day and um i regret the last 20 years of me not seeing training day <laughs> <laughs> i have never been so impressed with a perform i mean denzel just fucking crushes it i mean i've never been afraid of him he's like he feels like home to me. He's like, you know, you're everybody's dad, sort of. And then he plays this terrifying, corrupt yeah. cop. And it just just really threw me and wowed me and, like, stuck with me for days. Um, and then, of course, Ethan Hawke is a fantastic dope. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, five stars. Two thumbs way up. He just always, in that movie, it always blows me away that you know... That he's crossing the line, but he convinces you. When, the first time you watched that movie, or at least the first time I watched it, he convinced me that this is the way it works. And it is chess. It's not checkers. And you do have to be a wolf, not a sheep. Like, he actually got me. Yeah. And then when you realize he's just a fucking piece of shit, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> so convincing with his emotion. Especially, like, that scene in the car with Ethan Hawke and him. Like, he's just going into overdrive trying to control the guy to make sure he doesn't step outside the lines and go ratting on them it's just 
You gotta, you gotta go along, son. Then you can change things. Okay, all right. Sorry, I just get nerdy. Carry on. Yeah, it was, it was perfection. I loved it. Um, and I usually don't li- really love like. I mean, I enjoy like cop movies uh, well enough, but this one just really, really just stands out. Um, and so then I watched, I watched Unforgiven. I don't have a lot to say about that one. It was a slog. <laughs> oh. oh, it's a good. Wow, movie. it's a good movie. It's just a really slow burn for a really awesome fifteen-minute end sequence. Yeah. Well, I told you over chat that my reason for loving and forgiving the way I do is just the steady incline of this guy's badass, and you got your journalist there from Fraser following them around. This guy's this guy's badass. And you're like, oh no. No, Gene Hackman's more badass than him, than Richard Harris. Oh, no, Gene Hackman's not badass. Clint Eastwood's badass. Yeah. Just keep replacing each other with badassery. And from a male perspective, you're just like, ah, ah. There's a real man. There's a real real man right here. Yeah. Like, let's get, you think that's testosterone? This is fucking testosterone. (laughs) More. I need to go get pumped up. (laughs) (laughs) So three are coming down. What's going up, Amanda? Three are coming down. Um, I'm not going to burden anything to my husband because oh, well, he just won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we used to have a thing on here about like gentlemanly honor, but it's like, you know, it was, it was uh, fired out of the situation like a small young butthole, right? Just well, shooting it out. Exactly. <laughs> Things got out of hand, decidedly, for all of us. So we sort of did like a hard reset. And then there was a little bit of carryover where there was like a gentleman's agreement to maybe finish what we had agreed was over. And then that sort of pittered out. <laughs> and now you guys have like sort of re rebooted it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just focused on getting Amanda to watch a lot of movies that she should have already watched. <laughs> so true. you need to watch things to burden them to your wife. You need to participate. I just like force her to watch Rift Tracks with me sometimes. Yeah, that's what happens to me. Okay, well, I'm going to give one to Intern and two to Nathan. Oh, my God. What? Two to me? Yeah. Okay. All All of the ones I watched were from you. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Yeah, but Intern's is four and a half hours long. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) He'll love it. Um, Nathan, you can either have two good movies or two bad movies or one of each. What's your preference? Two good movies. Well, just so you know, if you do that, then next time you'll get two bad movies. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with it. Okay. Uh, You already know, because we've already talked about both of them, but your two movies going up on your burden list shall be Bottle Rocket. Nice. And Hmm. Stage Beauty. All right. Thank you. Stage Beauty. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. It's a Billy Crudup movie, uh, Claire Danes. Do you like Stick It? It's not like Stick It, but that's in queue for next time. Mm. <laughs> um, and in turn, I'm only giving you this movie because I think you're the only person that would actually somewhat enjoy it. Um, I liked it a lot growing up, and I rewatched it, and I was like, yeah, this movie still holds up. Uh, and you're sensitive and like women sometimes, so... Uh, you're going to watch the Joy Luck Club. Ah, okay. That sounds uh, 
like I will probably enjoy that movie. You like anyway. Asian women, I'm sure. I, yeah, married one of them. I will make fond memories. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was married. Um, I will be taking Laser Team down. I don't know who told me to watch that, but I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> Did you make him watch Laser Team? I don't know. If I did, I'm not sure why. I'm pretty middling on Laser Team myself. Yeah. I don't think I would burden it to anyone. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it could have no, been. I think of, it could have been for that reason, maybe. Oh, I think it got burdened to me, and then I gave it to Nathan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It was a trade. Okay. Well, my feedback about Laser Team is as follows: <clears throat> uh, Fun idea, failed in execution in many ways. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's accurate. Oh, and there's a sequel. So that's pointless. Okay. <laughs> so laser team coming down and going up for the intern will be the crucible. You've never seen the crucible? The crucible. I've seen the crucible. You have? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then going up for Daniel will be possessor. Okay. You know who's in the crucible? Yeah, Daniel Lewis. I just I thought I had mentioned it one time and you said you hadn't watched it and I looked on your letterbox and you haven't rated it, so I thought you hadn't seen it. No. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Well, then that's it, everybody. I think we'll do a quick uh, rapid fire here, and we'll get things rolling. Okay? Thank you. Rapid fire! Rapid fire Oscars edition. You've got uh, no Lady Gaga, no Dennis Villeneuve, and they nominated Kristen Stewart. Uh, Pointless. Pointless. They are uh, getting three different lame people to host it. Uh, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and someone who's not even a comedian, so that's going to fail. They're doing a Twitter favorite movie award on, on Twitter where all the, all the young millennials can vote for their favorite movie and be inclusive of the millennials for Oscar night because the ratings are diving and this fucking thing is over. It's over. It's pointless. Yeah, this, the ratings are just going to keep diving even with all this late last minute too little too late shit they're trying right mm-hmm. it's garbage it's like this is so desperate the the people they chose for hosting is so dumb that's it's like it's all about being black and you know inclusive and like wanda sykes is irritating her voice is irritating she's not that funny no she's yeah. not that funny and schumer's not that funny anymore either schumer's out there walking around in like liberal protests and stuff like fuck off like no i'm done i'm done <sighs> okay all right let's just Fire. Okay. Mel Gibson is directing Lethal Weapon 5. Bob Odenkirk is ready for Nobody 2. And Ricky Gervais is going to try and get himself canceled in his next comedy special. <laughs> right. Okay. He like, wants. Did he say that? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to get canceled. He's probably going to call it that. Like, he's probably going to call it Cancel Me or something. <laughs> It's perfect. That's the best. That's the best thing that you've said so far. <laughs> That's what I'm down for. Some Ricky Gervais getting canceled. Well, of course he would do that. I'm like, how is uh, he gonna, how is funny. at first I was like, how is Gervais going to survive in this cancel culture? And then he says this stuff, and I'm just like, oh yeah, of course, of course. That's how he's going to handle mm-hmm. it. Of yeah, course, you, you take it straight on, like George Carlin. You're just like, oh, these are the words that I can't say. Let me make a whole bit about these are the words that I can't say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to rattle off some stuff here, and anybody wants to talk about it, they can talk about it, and then we'll just go into the lineup really fast. <clears throat> so stuff like, uh, here we go, Jason Momoa is going to be cast in Fast and Furious 10. 
Daniel Rad- <laughs> right. Daniel Radcliffe has is, has been cast in a biopic. Oh, I thought weird. you were also in Fast and Furious Ten. No, he's going to be Weirdo Yankovic. Stop it! Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that's true. That's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and the director of uh, Don't Look Up, Adam McKay. Uh, his next movie is going to be about the January 6th inter- insurrection, so we'll all buy tickets for that. Oh, it's going to be just like Vice. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so gross. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse than Vice. It's going to be garbage. It's gonna be I don't garbage. think anything can be worse than Vice. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably true. That's <clears throat> probably true. I think that's enough. Yeah. You guys satisfied with that? Yep. All right, let's do it. Battle cry. Battle cry. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Okay. Mm-hmm. Headli- <laughs> headliner. <laughs> headliner uh, tonight is the is the Batman. The Batman. Here we go. Police! Hands up! Stay still! Get out of here!
go! Nathan, the Batman, worried or excited? Okay, well, I've read a little bit about this rendition of Batman. I'm sure some of the comments tonight will be like, We're sick of the Batman. Fuck Batman. Why is there so many characters in it? These are all valid concerns. (laughs) 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 But from what I've read, they claim that this is different. It's not an origin story. Picks up when he's already been doing it for two years. Apparently, Bruce Wayne slash Batman's a little frustrated. None of his crime-fighting efforts are really uh, working. Things have kind of gotten worse since he started running around doing this shit. And uh, it becomes more of a detective story. Which I'm actually like, the Batman detective side of Batman is something that I don't think they've really spent any time on in any of these movies that they've done. It's true. So, from that perspective, I think there is a chance that this could be different. I think Robert Pattinson's got a great jaw. I think he's got weird teeth. I think... Uh... <laughs> That's true, right? It looks weird when he like, does that like growl in the first part of the trailer. Yeah. He needs to fix his teeth. That's yeah. True. Well, Chelsea pointed it out to me. She was like, his, are his teeth small? I was like, they're weird. Has he got yeah. Affleck teeth? They're weird. And, uh, you know, Paul Dano is probably going to be the tits as Riddler and uh, Colin Farrell is unrecognizable as the penguin. He doesn't look like the penguin. He looks like a fat guy. Mm-hmm. So I guess fat guy slash penguin. And uh, I don't care about Catwoman. I've never really been a big Catwoman guy. I am kind of irritated that Catwoman's in this. I don't think that it can be add anything. And like her little quippy comments about having nine lives and nah, just fuck, stop it. Stop that. <sighs> Just remember back to like the original Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer, and everybody was like, "Oh, Catwoman!" And she did her whip crack, and she made her little comments, and it's like, eh. I really liked it when Christopher Walken threw her out the window. It was great. <laughs> <clears throat> it's true. Halle Berry is the only Catwoman. <laughs> that, well, yes, this is fact. Yeah, right. Oh yes, the Catwoman Halle Berry movie. Ugh, this is so terrible. Okay, guys, I'm going to say I'm excited about uh, Detective Story Batman, and I hope that I'm right. It's two hours and 55 minutes. Daniel? (gasps) Oh, my God. That was going to be my first question. Literally, I was going to ask for a runtime because I'm sorry, Daniel, I'm taking over. No, I was going to pass it to you anyway. Um, Because I was like, things I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about the action. I'm not worried about the acting. I am worried about the fact that these trailers, all of the trailers I've seen, have yet to really tell me anything about the plot. So I am worried about the runtime. And then you give me a three-hour fucking movie. Nope. I, mm, and I love Batman. Well, I, I give Batman a lot of passes. If this was that Fast and the Furious and it was three hours, you guys would be like, it's fine. 
but those are not serious. This is going to be 255 <laughs> of me being like emotionally abused. Okay, this is like, hey, what's up, guys? You want to go chase these spies like in space or just do like rope gymnastics over cliffs with our cars? Like that's what like you get three hours of that compared to like, uh, it's raining on my face. Everything's uh, fucking <laughs> penguins bullshit, you know? And then like fucking dope ass action scenes and then back to hey hey there batman whip crack whip crack cat pun cat pun and you're probably right they could probably have trimmed 40 minutes from the movie by just taking catwoman out yeah oh man oh fuck. it had to be that long they couldn't like done the like less offensive like oh it's 240 you know exactly because you have to pee 255 like everybody has to pee and I, I, I know that's like a silly, stupid thing to point out, but it's true. If you're making me sit in the theater, I'm not going to make it through your whole movie not needing to pee. Well, just bring a Gatorade bottle. That's disgusting. You may have to just wait until it's on demand. Well, well, most Batman movies have like a couple of villains in them. And yeah. so, I get, so but are there more that we don't see? Is that what's making the movie so long? Because like just having the Penguin and the Riddler and the Riddler, like that shouldn't. I don't, I, don't, I don't really understand why it needs to be that long, well, which is odd because I was co- I was going into this just with the mentality that would it, that it was like you know what they keep redoing Batman or just making more Batmans and I'm kind of I'm just kind of like sure why not well, give me give me your take on Batman I'll, I'll I'll sit down for it why not I'll I'll give you an excited and then three hours and it's like are we fitting two movies in one is this was this going to be like a trilogy and then they were like nah just do one or it's just very confusing I need I need to see a different trailer then. Uh, this is the best one. Nobody knows how to trim anymore. And like, I feel like people, I feel like Hollywood seems just out of touch with like what an audience actually wants. We want like a cool 215. I feel like that's the perfect length for a serious movie. A dumb movie, hour 45. Get me out of here. Somebody wrote an article on uh, how Hollywood movies are getting longer. Uh, and it's all this uh, Marvel, Marvel nonsense. Well, they got to tie stuff together. There's too many characters. There's too many moving pieces. Yeah. And then also you have um, streaming services doing original content with like very little quality control sometimes. And they're just have run times wherever they want them. And then Hollywood's like, oh, well, they're doing it. Well, that means that people will tolerate it. This is why TV is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Hey, you let us know, intern, what, uh, when you need new shows. And we'll let you know what's good and what's not. Whenever you feel like stop watching stuff you've already seen before. Well, when Flight Attendant Season 2 comes out, I'll start watching that. Okay, go, uh, go to hell. Die in a fire. The Batman, the <laughs> most exciting thing about this uh, movie is what Robert Pattinson said he wants to do next, which is my favorite Batman comic. He wants to do The Court of Owls. I'm excited to watch this movie in hopes that they make the comic book version in the next two which would be wonderful. See the court of owls. Yep. Yeah, I thought he said new villains. I thought he said court new of owls. Villains. Court of owls. Court of owls. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a real draw. Court of owls. If I saw a movie called oh, Court of Owls, yeah. I would be like, ooh, excited. Solid, deep reference for our cool billion. It's like yep. the, the video store. And you see the cover for like the owls of Gaul, and you're like, oh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? I like the call of Thulhu. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. There it is. Okay. Um, trailer number two. I think everybody said something about this about the Batman, so we're good to proceed. 
Uh, trailer number two was the hot item at Sundance this year. Lots of buzz. It's called After Yang. After Yang, here we go. Come on, Yang. What are you doing? Come, come on. What happened to Yang? I don't know. He shut down last night. He won't restart. Has this happened before? No. If we can't get Yang fixed... Buy another sibling for Mika. It is an interior core problem. I need your permission to break open the core. We've always known that some bots are equipped with spyware. You might not want this bot in your house anymore. I wish I had a real memory. What do you mean? Did Yang want to be human? That's such a human thing to ask, isn't it? May I be honest with you? Wait, it's, it's not being honest an option for you. I do. I want him back too. I just need a little more time. What are you watching? Amanda, worried or excited after Yang? Why would you? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> it's because I can see the look on your face. Okay, I'm going to put a disclaimer on my commentary of maybe I'm just in my middle age, becoming like either stupid or just so wildly jaded and impatient that like I watched that whole trailer and I was like what the fuck is even happening here what is this I mean I on the one hand I'm very into I'm always very touched and so is Daniel by artificial intelligence like coming into awareness and that's always very powerful and moving and stuff but then I'm like wait is he not he doesn't work anymore is this taking place before or after Yang. And they implied like spyware at one point. So I was like, Oh, is there a twist? Is this this going dark? And then they just dropped that. And then who's the blonde? I don't, I don't get it. You guys, you guys exhaust me sometimes. (laughs) 
okay. Because you, your criticisms, like if you could really, you know, lay them all out. And and the fact that you guys tag team everything as well really drives me nuts. You never <laughs> you never disagree on anything. You both like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, here's the deal. This this is trying to pique your interest. It's trying to show you a few things and get you to want to watch it. And sometimes you guys say stuff like, I don't care. I already know what it's about. It doesn't really interest me. Like, it needs to do some of the stuff that I think that this trailer is doing. I don't know. Am I am I not being fair? Am I being an ass? No, I'm just waiting for you to express, like, just to, or to continue. Well, I think it's going to explore the... What it is to be human. What it is to be human, yes. But also, I think what it's really doing is establishing that it's in the future, a future where people have androids or, yeah, AI beings that live with them as companions in their homes. So I think, and maybe this is where it might fail, is it's ex- it's um, going to establish that they've always had an AI presence in their house and they're going to experience life without one. And that's where they're going to see that maybe you guys are right. I think uh, when they asked, are we just going to buy her another sibling? My first response was yes. Right away. (laughs) (laughs) Right away. Like get on that. And the other thing. Yes. I want one. Where do I buy them? (laughs) The biggest concern with this is that we watched a trailer for The Beguiled and Colin Farrell has never been better. (laughs) And we watched the trailer for Killing of a Sacred Deer and Colin Farrell has never been better. And we watched a trailer for After Yang and Colin Farrell has never been better. Was the bar so low that everything he does... That's is so, automatically better than what he did before. That is so great that you brought that up because of, of all <laughs> of all the quote persuasion that happened on this trailer, the one that said Colin Farrell can, has never been better was the quote where I was like, yeah, I, Uh-oh. I, I could buy that. I can, I can believe that. <laughs> like the other also, ones didn't really convince me, but that one convinces me. Other, I bet you that's true. The other one, they were like, acclaimed director this director of and then it was gone i'm like and in tiny print i don't know what this guy directed it was oh. this acclaimed director i've never heard of it i thought i thought it had the intern at one word name no first name or last name i was like oh <laughs> yeah he sold right? he sold i should know who this is no i have no idea a glorious all sci-fi this, all this side this trailer is fantastic, and I want to watch this really bad. Yeah, I'm a sucker for these uh, spiritual, heartwarming movies. Probably why I had a defensive reaction and attacked you guys. I apologize. <laughs> I've really triggered you there. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, and it's um, and Amanda mentioned it, but yeah, I usually am a sucker for, but I don't think this is about an AI, like 
com- coming into consciousness. I think this is what Nathan said, which is that it's it's a very future topic in that this is a family that's always had an AI member and now they're gone and it's like dealing with the death of. Yeah, I got that too. But that's why I found everything so confusing. And that's why I preface it with maybe I'm just dumb because then there were these moments of like, I wish I had a real memory and um, can I be honest with you? All of that kind of like human stuff coming from Yang. And I'm like, so is this movie about Yang or not about Yang? I don't. Right. Well, it's actually kind of fun for me, actually, because the more I think about it, you know, my defensive reaction aside, uh, your feedback makes me think about things that because I was sold by the trailer, I didn't think about. So immediately I'm saying, wait a minute. Oh, so Yang's just going to piss off and die and it's just going to be about them living normally. That could be really fucking boring. Twist. The daughter is also an AI. That could be. That could be. Buy another sibling for her. Hmm. Yeah, or they're all AI. But then the <sighs> trailer the trailer kind of doesn't imply or doesn't seem to give the vibe that there is a big twist that maybe it is no, just it like doesn't. a it seems very dramatic on purpose. Yeah. And that's kind of so, where it loses me because the journey is uh did you fucking connect with this thing? Uh yeah, then you're going to be sad when it's gone. Just like a real person. You don't have to like dive so, into. <laughs> is this trailer uh implying that if you're uh, black or white, then you're a real person. And if you're Asian, you're artificial. Yeah, all, in the future, all Asians are cyborgs. Yeah. Well, their daughter's, okay. their daughter's Asian, so maybe she is an, an AI. It, it does seem like that everyone just is like perfectly mixed family. I just, their children be, are just like yeah. <laughs> grown that's, or assigned. That's a good point. Yeah. Everything is perfectly mixed family. That could be. It could be a part of their future, uh, established future utopia slash weird world. You know, looking at all the comments underneath YouTube on this trailer as well, like there's people that have seen it, that were at Sundance, that watched it, and they're all very, very positive feedback. But then I thought, now I'm thinking, who goes to Sundance? Interns. Hmm. <laughs> We can't That's trust just an audience of interns. We can't trust these opinions. We can't trust these statements. I'm worried. I was excited. I'm worried. See, and now I feel bad because, like, we've triggered you into not being excited about something you should be excited about. I think it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> then you should say you're excited, and I'll say that I'm worried. I'm excited. I'm worried. Daniel? <laughs> Um, I'm getting worried. Intern? I'm very excited. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Colin Farrell doesn't have nearly enough makeup on for me to be. <laughs> His hair isn't doing enough acting. <laughs> There's. He will never be better than he was in True Detective Season 2. And he'll never have the hair game that Renner has, and we all know it. We all know it. That's true, though. The intern, yeah, he is. Will never be better than I will fuck your mother's headless corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened to your shoes? All right, Falcom tonight comes to us from Daniel's favorite director, Ty West. It is called X.
here we go. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? Because you got that X factor. Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we come. I just want me. So this is it. Our own studio backlog. You're looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly song, bitch. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. I just want me. better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? What's about? I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. inside. What do you think is on it? I see one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Daniel, are you worried or excited about X? Uh, what is this, like an A24 lineup? <clears throat> no, no. Um, uh, first of all, Brittany Snow. Love Brittany Snow. Love Brittany Snow in horror roles so that's that's a good it's a good sign already um ty west he we can be sure that this movie is going to be of a certain quality because it's ty west now concerning thing is ty west has a problem usually with payoff so he favors vibe over payoff so that's is it going to be really indulgent with a lot of the like porn shooting in the first half of this film i'm almost sure of it it may even forget that it is supposed to be a horror film during that Thank part. God. Um, if the characters are funny enough or written well enough, then that could be just as enjoyable. Uh, when it does turn horror, I hope it can distinguish itself from... There's no chainsaws in this, but everything leading up to the old woman being the scare feature feels like Texas Chainsaw. Um but the music is fun, so maybe it's going to be like a big, bombastic, gory, sort of like... Like Evil Dead? Sort of, yeah, maybe a little bit of Evil Dead vibe where uh, the dread and the gore and the goop is just as prevalent as the jump scares. So everything is kind of 
blends together into a huge cacophony of of fun, uh, that would be ideal. I can't be certain of that since it's Ty West, but I am hoping that there's some like I'm hoping that the scary reveal of the old man next door and the woman and what's wrong with her. I hope there's a little bit more to it than the trailer implies. And I hope that that's satisfying. If it is, then this could be like a, a fun, a fun new sort of uh horror movie with a new type of horror villain. Um, so I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean worried on this. I mean, lean, lean excited on this one. What is it that Ty West has done that made him uh, the notable in the innkeepers, uh, does he do? Did he do uh, the the devil? Oh, he did the sacrament. Did he do the house of the devil? House of the devil, maybe I think. Which I think was, that's his best. Piece. Which was solid. I think you you got us to watch that one. Yeah, that one's that one is solid, but it is a lot of moping around in yeah. atmosphere for well, like two minutes of satanic cult. You know what I mean? This is this is an hour of an hour and forty five minutes, which means fifteen minutes of it at least is what you're talking about. The right. So it's not not too much dole, doling around. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I, mean, I already well, gave it an excited. Brittany Snow has a porn name. She does. I recognize her from Pitch Perfect, and I hope she gets naked. I'm excited. <laughs> Have you not watched? Um, surely Daniel made you watch. Would you rather? I no, I don't recall that. I think that might have came along after, or maybe we never got to it. Yeah, no. Would you rather is oh, a fucking God. delight. Fuck. Do you want to change something on the burden list right now? It's got Jeffrey Combs in, in one of his best roles. Oh my God, it's so good. It's such a good horror movie. Hey, this podcast is not over. You can change Bottle Rocket or Stage Beauty. Kevin McAllister's dad is in there as a drunk. One of the Trailer Park Boys shows up. Uh, is it that sniveling? I can't remember where that sniveling son is from another movie. Okay, we'll take Bottle Rocket down and put Would You Rather up. It can be for later. You don't have to swap them. It's so but good. You, but, but you love it too. I that's love right. it too. That's, yeah. the, that's the distinct part about it. And that means Bottle Rocket can go up later as well. Yep. Would you rather? So back to this trailer. <laughs> There's a few things that I really need to talk about. One, I really want um, Barry Kogan. Is that his name? I want him to be in every movie with Mia Goth. I feel like they should be a couple. Mm. I feel like they should be in this movie uh, making a porno and uh, and then doing horror movie stuff. Uh, this aside, I hope that it is just... Uh, how, how long is this movie? An hour and 15 minutes? An hour and 45. Hour 45. An hour 45. I hope it's an hour and 35 minutes of them making a porno. And then the the guy in the house comes over as the greasy strangler with his long dong <laughs> and uh, greasy strangles them at the end. That would be the perfect movie. Uh, the sacrament was the worst movie. The second worst movie we've had on, on TPP. No, and that's Ty a Ty West. West product. I think, yeah. I think he uh, sold us. I think that trailer sold us though. I'm having a hard time. Having a hard time. I'm going to watch it for the nudity. And, uh, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Amanda, are you excited about this? I am. But since most of my commentary would just be me agreeing with my husband, I'll just not say anything. Say I'm excited. Wow. <laughs> no, I think it looks great. I think it looks like a really fun time. And I, uh, there's something about the 
a sort of mixing of, of porno plus chainsaw plus um, uh, oh, what's that? What's that Burt Reynolds movie? Um, is it Burt Reynolds? Boogie Nights? Strip, strip tease? No, 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 no. Uh, you know, when they're in the in the woods and there's creepy... Smokey and the Bandits? Deliverance. Deliverance. Oh. <laughs> sort of got a deliverance feel for me, too. <laughs> um, I think it looks fun. I do hope it goes like wacky, bonkers, silly gore, though. I really do, because I think that'll really make it. Um, I'm excited. Cool. You know, there was actually a fight for this fulcrum because the Netflix remake of Texas Chainsaw just came out and The Cursed, some uh, werewolf movie that has some acclaim. So there's a couple of horror movies out there that uh, we can expect There's some a feedback. werewolf movie with acclaim? American Werewolf in London, Wolf Cop. How about this? <laughs> The Howling Wolf Three, Cop. the Marsupials. Wolf Cop Two. How yeah. about how about the the Totter tonight? Operation Fortune, Ruse de Gour. Operation Fortune, Rose Duggar. <laughs> Here we go. As a private contractor, you possess a unique set of skills. What's that? Power up. You said it was clear. I said the front was clear. Ah. Front, back, right, wrong. Anyway, shall we? So what we got? Something rather nasty has been stolen. We have to stop that. Getting onto the open market. Who's the buyer? Greg Simmons. The billionaire arms dealer. Ooh, a lot of very serious faces up here, aren't there? You can't catch this fish with conventional lures. I'm sorry? The lure being? Danny Francesco. <sighs> the movie star. Greg Simmons' favorite movie star. And how do we get him? Blackmail. Who's to care? Very good. Carry on. The world needs you for your greatest role yet. Who are you? I'm your new manager. There's a sensitive and awkward situation between you and your sister-in-law. I actually love my sister-in-law. It's Danny. You made that quite evident. When marimba rhythms start to play. No need to be nervous. No reason to be nervous. They're all the killers. You're an actor. Act. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I'm ready. Let's go to work. Will someone pinch me, please? Is that Danny Francesco? What's next for you? I'm playing a mysterious self-made billionaire. You just described me. Shadow me. Do whatever I do. Whatever I do, do. Whoever Greg was buying from was amongst you last night. The Ukrainians. I can get inside the Ukrainians. I hope you take them to dinner first. Before you get inside of them sexually Other dancers may be they're gonna kill you now we'll shoot them first then My eyes will see tidy when we swear, I 
What happens? He recognised your awesome fortune. That is a sexy name. Cover's blown. We're burned. What do I do? The movie star's gonna melt. You stop Danny Francesco. You stop Greg Simmons! You let me worry about that. Amanda, worried or excited? Operation Rose to Gear. Yes. 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 I okay. I have a soft spot for Statham. I have a lady boner for Plaza. I am very like perplexed but pleased with Josh Hartnett's resurgence. Um, it looks a little long. It has a sort of a too long feeling, like all of the movies now. But I had a great time watching a trailer. And I want to see it excited. Runtime unknown. That's so probably four and a half hours. Yeah, they're yeah, holding they back. They don't know what's no going to stop. No one's finished it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't finished editing. <laughs> Intern, I feel exactly the same as what Amanda just just said about everything. Uh, I, on the other hand, feel like this looks like. Uh, they didn't stop filming The Gentleman. And I want to be excited because if I was a female and an actress, I would want to be Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I, I don't know. I think... Uh, Come on, let's talk through these issues. I think I'm lost with, with uh, the director. Yeah. Guy Ritchie's been inconsistent. Did you watch The Gentleman? I did. Did you like and, it? Not really. Really? Not really. What has he done that matters? He's done Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. and he's like done that. the that other one with uh, Vic Ander and uh, Army Hammer and the other guy, right. Superman. Yeah. Man that one. from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Snatch. Snatch. A long time ago. Those are the three. Everything else is suspect. Okay, well, this has a more defined fun story, right? It has a yes. actor being blackmailed to swindle a billionaire. Like, there's, you know, it's less of that gritty Guy Ritchie and more of that man from uncle Guy, R- Guy Ritchie, it looks like to me. Um, Jason who's, Statham who's doesn't the... age. There's something wrong with his with his genetics. It's true. <laughs> it's He's been like 47 for... <laughs> Yeah. 20 years. He's still ripped, and he just looks exactly the same as he did in Snatch. True. I think my problem, my biggest problem, besides Guy Ritchie, is Hugh Grant. Uh, Hugh Grant does seem a little out of place. I agree with that. Also, as much as I'm excited about it, and I'm sticking to that steadfastly, it does sort of feel a bit like a Netflix action movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It yeah. feel like a, a, a movie theater movie. 
true. There is a bit of a sloppy element to it. <clears throat> it, is, it is true. And before you even mentioned Guy Ritchie, I already had the feeling, despite being excited, which I am, I already had the feeling that I it probably wasn't going to be as funny as I wanted it to be, but I was still excited. And then you said Guy Ritchie, and I was like, okay, so it's definitely not going to be as funny as I want it to be. But because did he also do that action movie with Statham? Yeah, and then one I, and I did and I did not like. Yeah. What do you guys think ruse de guerre means? Uh, is that like the kind of ploy they're pulling off with this? Uh, it's a, it means rose digger. <laughs> is it is it like a French word for a, a ruse of the of the the sweaty actor? You know, like was it something like that? Uh, red cheeks sometimes literally translated as ruse of war hmm. wrath okay. of man part four hmm. you know you know what i kind of it's it's it turned out fine because i'm because i kind of want to see this regardless but do you know what i what i thought it was at first i thought this was a spin-off of statham's character from spy from melissa mccarthy's spy movie <laughs> thought this was like they just gave him his own movie that character and i was like i was about to like jump out of my chair with it with excitement because that would have been fucking awesome there are at least 17 <clears throat> different types of ruse including ambushes false radio messages use of spies the use of dummy guns yeah so it's a, it's a strategy yeah time yeah strategy yeah. war war strategies war ruses interesting you know what? Then that means there might be a whole if they're if they're using that in the title, then there could be a whole bunch of different ruses that they're trying to pull off, which could be fun. That could be the hidden thing here. You know what? I was gonna say worry, but I'm gonna say excited. Sure. The the ruse series. Yeah. That could be a fun thing. You know what? Guy Ritchie doesn't make bad movies, just sometimes they drag. And if they drag, sometimes you shut them off. Okay. Here we go, folks. Give me that five hole. I'll give you that fucking five hole. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Robert Eggers. It's the Northman. The Northman. Here we go now behold he's here he's here mother father is here the king my lady the king your fate is set and you cannot escape it One day this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, Father. My king. Such a hellish place. 
to find what was stolen from me. And what is that? The kingdom. You must choose between kindness for your kin or hate for your enemies. Your strength breaks men's bones. I have the cunning to break their minds. And night by night, we will carry out my pledge of vengeance. I will avenge you, father. I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. Intern, worried or excited? Well, I just want to say that I really hope that they don't do this mantra for the whole movie. <laughs> and if they do, it's going to be a really long movie. Um, I am so excited to watch The Canadian. <laughs> I, I'm going to go to the theater. I'm going to watch... The Northman. Oh. I think you mean the Colner. <laughs> yeah. And Bjork is going to call in this film. Oh, I am so excited. I'm so excited. Robert Eggers. I'm ready. I'm all, I'm. I've got an egg. I've got a real. I've, I've been I hard. Big, I've, I got a big egg right now. I've already pre-ejaculated. Everything about this is what I want in a movie, and I'm ready. I'm ready to experience it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's it right there. There you go, Nathan. We don't need to say anything else. Nathan's excited. Amanda's <laughs> excited. Daniel, you're so excited. What? what? We're all excited. Yeah, don't tear it down. Don't ruin his day. Um, I don't know how you can, you know, not be a little bit jacked. For Eggers, doing something with, like, larger scale, uh, vengeance tale, Skarsgård's, you know, he's done the Tarzan training here. He looks ripped. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke is the king there at the beginning. Whew. Whew. Should we be concerned that there's more than five people in a movie that he's directing? Yeah. Here, let's, let, let's touch base with Texas here. Amanda, Daniel, uh, why should we be worried about this? Hmm. <clears throat> Crickets. Um, What's the runtime? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Two hours, 20 minutes. <clears throat> that's smooth. That's like, uh, that's a short runtime right now. Not right bad. Now, it's, it's true. Not, it not bad. By, by comparison. <laughs> not bad for a visionary director, right? That's right. I was really just trying to gauge where I'm at with uh, this sort of era. This, what Northman are we talking about? Viking. Vikings, okay. Yeah. I'm gauging my saturation with viking stuff hmm. so we've had some long-running viking shows now there have been a couple of big viking movies there's been a big assassin's creed viking game we've dealt with the interesting stories we've dealt with the fact that vikings were actually like very advanced people in comparison to the other civilizations that were around at the time and that so they've had their image corrected a little bit as well what this hinges on for me is that one 
I hope that we get some like super cinematic looking like nightmare vision. They implied that there's like a lot of weird tripped out late night visions and psychedelic things going on. I hope that we get a lot of that. That'll help me with some of the runtime eat up. And then it looks brutal as fuck. And I hope that it delivers on that because that's that's really where it's pulling me in. And, uh, you know, and you know, I'm a sucker for a vengeance story. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this movie. I don't know why anybody thought I wouldn't be. Um, well, we're just expecting that middle age. Um, <laughs> what did you call it? Harumph. Harumph. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I can get over the harumph when it's Skarsgård looking hot as shit. Um, <laughs> I didn't know he was on your list. He's he's not like near the top, but he's on it for sure. Um, yeah, no, it's like you know, gritty, dirty battle cries and stuff i do have one concern though is anya overdoing her accent because mm. there's something weird with the way she's doing her r's and it's like mm. like needles in my brain yeah like you, you need to be her, scandinavian uh, not scottish yeah her spanish heritage coming out it's something it's something but i'll get past it um no i think it looks great i think it looks great my it's one concern from the trailer is that scene where he like jumps down from the top of that the wire jump wooden fort and it's very clear that that's not a natural movement right it's definitely on wires and it definitely looks weird yeah and you thought it was cool enough to put it in the trailer so i'm concerned about that this uh this could be a problem and you looks like like a witch too she looks like a black magic lady yeah and uh her her and bjork both yeah, I don't know how I feel about Bjork. The witches. I mean, back in the day. Oh, just get on, get on it. I think I remember Daniel pushing Dancer in the Dark on me back when he lived in Canada. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay, Bjork, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, we're I think she's, a, I think she's a decent actress. Yeah, she probably is just fine. I don't know where she went. Where did she go? It's true. Where I did she go? I honestly thought she was dead, y'all. Yeah. No. Uh, well, she had to take a break because she was getting kind of psycho in like the news you know, like getting in fights with fans and freaking out and shit like that. Really? And she kind of ducked off for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of a psycho. That's probably why she's a great musician and a good actress. I picture her I'm like looking. I'm pretty sure that her her whole life is the the Me Too movement oh. uh, for real. Like music, movies, it's only been problems with you know men, sure. men. trying to rape her. It's like a young teen Icelandic girl running around and like. 60s style, super short, barely cover your pubis skirts, and being like, <laughs> frozen in time, time. And then just a bunch of pervos. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I found out that Bjork, this is sidetracked from what you guys are talking about, but if I found out that Bjork would just, you know, had long dreadlocks, like tattoos on her face, and did black magic in a hut in Iceland for real, if I, if I found out that she did that for real, I'd be like, yeah, total makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's the next step. Not surprised, yeah. You ever heard that song, Hunter? No. Like the music video like all but implies that that's what that that, that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she does. Mm, awesome. Well, I think that does it, folks. Uh I'm gonna buzzer this here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining Good. me. Five uh, trailers from A twenty four. It's bullshit. Only two of them were from A twenty four. Only Three. two. Well, this podcast <laughs> this podcast that is more than just trailers and more 
than just a podcast. That's Trailer more, Park Podcast. More than just intern. 139. Yeah. Barely. It's too barely much. more than just intern. Yeah. Well, that's tonight was focused and we got things done, just like number 139. So thanks. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy hanging out with you. You guys are the tits. Cool billion. Let's see if yeah. we can. That's two billion tits. <laughs> we only have female followers. Oh, and this... chubby man. Yeah. Chubby this, man. This is a good one to go out on. <laughs>